welcome to the Sports Kids Podcast, where we talk basketball. We're your hosts, Tristan Wilson and Creighton Palmett. Let's get to the show. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Sports Kids Podcast. Today we're just going to do a little special on ranking the 10 Big 12 teams. And I have my co-host here, Creighton Palmett. And let's try to get straight to it. So I got number 10... Right here, Iowa State. I mean, they really only have one player, Tyrese Halliburton. And they're well coached, but I just I don't see the season going well for them. Yeah, I mean, when they have one star and he's the only one who scores for them and leads them in scoring, and when, like whenever they played Baylor and he could not make a three, it really hurts the team. Yeah, when you have one player and he doesn't show up, you lose, and yeah. that's that's not good. Okay, so who's number? Who do you have at number ten? Uh, I had TCU. I just feel like they have no stars, and they are struggling this year. And well, I, right now it's Sunday the nineteenth, and as of now they're three and two, and let's see, they've. They got killed by Oklahoma, killed by West Virginia. They beat Oklahoma State and beat Kansas State. And so they seem like they're middle of the pack to me. But I can see how their season could end up going downhill. Okay, number nine, I have Oklahoma State. This team has some talent. Uh, They don't know how to utilize it yet. But I think if Waters and Dejanwa and likely all stay, and that big guy, the guy that only has three fingers, I think if all four of them stay, they're going to have an Elite Eight Sweet 16 team next year. I think I can see them going very deep in the NCAA tournament. I agree. But I just don't think this is the year for them. Yeah, I agree with that. They're a really young team, but I feel like if they keep working and playing together, then they could be good. They can shoot through all really well. Mm-hmm. Who do you have at number nine? Uh, I have OU. Also, they don't have any stars, but I mean they're they're doing. I mean they're three and two this year with TCU, so they're running middle of the pack. But I feel like they won't finish that well. I feel like if Baylor beats them tomorrow, which they have an eighty-seven point three percent chance to win, I think they'll beat them. But if they can get that win. I think I think they'll be number one. Five and zero in Big Twelve. Got to win against Kansas. You got to win against Texas Tech. I I don't see how you could not put them at number one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, five and zero in conference, undefeated. Beat Kansas at Lawrence. Never done it before. That's pretty impressive, and they're just playing really good this year. Yeah. All right. At number eight, I have Kansas State. Uh, this team, okay, I don't think they're, like, horrible, but I think Jada, (laughs) also known as Daira, (laughs) Um, he is, him and Snead, I feel like, are their only players showing up this year, and they are 0-4 in the conference right now, I'm pretty sure, 0-4. One and four in the conference. They just beat West Virginia. That's a good game for them. 
Yeah, I think I think they'll be pretty decent. Uh, I don't. They got off to a bad start with losses to Texas and TCU. So I mean, I think that's gonna really hurt them. Yeah, that, to, that will for that, sure coming down the stretch. That's uh, also my number eight team. I agree with what you said, and I just feel like those losses will come back to haunt them. Yeah. All right, number seven, I got uh, TCU. Um, I I honestly I I'm, I like TCU this year. I think they're a pretty good team. I definitely don't think they are a top five or at least top four Big Twelve team. They might be top five. I don't think they're top a top four Big Twelve team, but I could see them having a pretty good turnout this year. They have. They have some players that I like. They have Bain leads them, or against Oklahoma, he led them in points, rebounds, and assists. So I mean, he's an all-around player, and I, I like him. Who do you have at number eight um, or number seven? At number seven, I got the UT Texas Longhorns. They have some older players, um, like uh, Fabris. He can shoot. Matt Coleman. Jericho Sims and Courtney Ramey, but uh, I mean they they need to just like play it more together as a team, and they can keep working. I mean they're one and two in conference and eleven and four. They already have eleven wins, so that's pretty good for the year. All right, so for six number six for me, I also I have Texas at number six. So you have them at seven, I have them at six. Um, I think Texas, if they could somehow find a way to play together, I think they are a top 15 team in the nation. Because if you think their guards are so good with Febris, Ramey, and Coleman, and then you have Sims on the glass, I mean, this team's legit if they could learn how to play. But so far, it does not look like they have learned how to play. And that's killing them. But if if they could pull it together at the end of the season, I I like Texas this year. Yeah. At number six, I got Oklahoma State. They are a young team. They can shoot really well. And they are coming off a scare against Baylor. They are leading them for the entire first half, and they played really well. And like we said earlier, they they can next year they can be really good. Yeah, I could see Texas also with um, – I could see Texas with Oklahoma State next year going really far, but I just don't think this is the year for either one of them. Yep. Um, at number five, I have OU. OU has two players that can – I mean, they can both really play. Against TCU, Manic dropped 31-9 and nine with three offensive rebounds. I mean, that's impressive. Uh, I mean, I think he's come a long way as a player, and he's turned into a really good player. And then also uh, Christian Doolittle. I mean, he's a he's a great player, too. He's becoming a veteran in the Big 12. I don't know how many years he's been here, but it feels like three wow. or four. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I like him. I think he's really good. Uh, I got Iowa State at the number five. Uh, they're not 
they don't have the greatest record in conference, but they played with Baylor, and uh, for the most part, they could play with them pretty well. It's just scary that they only have Halliburton to score, but and he was not feeling it against Baylor, but whenever he is feeling it, they're a good team, and it kind of it's like whatever he does, his like his team follows. So if he has a good team, good game, his team will have a good game. Yeah. All right, let's go to number four. And number four for me, um, I I gotta go with Texas Tech. Uh, they have four play. I mean, I think the top four in the Big Twelve are pretty obvious, but they're close. Like all four of them are close. Uh, being Kansas, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Baylor, but. I'm going to have Texas Tech at four just because I feel like Moretti doesn't handle the ball well enough, like, to be their point guard. Yeah. And Ramsey didn't play enough. I mean, they lost a couple bad games at the beginning of the season because Ramsey wasn't playing. And that's going to hurt them whenever people look at them and see if they're going to go to the tournament or not. But they have Moretti, Edwards, Clark, and Ramsey – I think all four of them are amazing players, but also I think they have a really good coach, and he's done he's done good with them in the last three four years. So yeah, yeah. Number four, I also got Texas Tech, and like you said, the top four is like really close this year for the Big Twelve, and it's definitely a fine line of like talent wise. Who's winning between the top four and then the rest six of the Big Twelve? But I have Texas Tech, and um, like you said, Moretti, he's not like can't handle the ball as as well as he needs to be to be the point guard. But they have uh, a lot of young talent with Jahamius Ramsey, and um, their coach their coach is amazing. And like last year with Culver, he led them all the way to the national championship, mm-hmm. which was a very big surprise. So I feel like they can burst out at any time this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I like I like Texas Tech. I think they could really shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if they had to face, like, Trey Jones or another – or even Baylor with Davion Mitchell, and he could just lock down Ramsey – uh, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna struggle. Yeah, like when Baylor played at Texas Tech, I mean, Davion Mitchell had like seven steals. That Texas Tech crowd has like they've gotten way better. Yes, probably, that I mean, helps whenever a your lot. team gets better, obviously. Yes, I mean, coming off better. the national championship run last year. All right, at number three spot, I have West Virginia. I love Bob Huggins. And awesome. I think West Virginia hat they have an awesome team. I love Oscar Sheboy. I like I like Napper as a backup point guard. I like Jordan McCabe. I like Emmett Matthews. I mean I just think they have a really solid team. They have Derek Culver. They have a very, very, very solid team. I think they're gonna make it to the Elite Eight. And I could see them going to the Final Four. Just because Defensively, they are so elite. I want. I'm excited to see Baylor versus West Virginia. That's going to be a fun that one. one. Yeah. So at number three, I also have West Virginia. 
I agree with everything you said. Like, they're very talented. Um, with I mean, they played with Kansas. They beat Oklahoma State. They beat Texas Tech. And they won their next two games after that. So, I mean, I could definitely see them making it very far in the tournament this year. And uh, they have great players, like like you said, uh, Napper and uh, Big O. Yeah. He's a beast. And I feel like they're going to make it very far this year. Yeah. Uh, they just took a very surprising bad loss to Kansas State. Jada Jada had 25-6. and six. Yeah. He's a great all-around player. I mean... He can shoot it. He can. He's athletic. He can get to. He can get rebounds. He's a pretty good passer too. So I like him. All right, number two for me, I have Kansas. If they would have beat Baylor, I would have. I would have them at number one right now. But because Baylor won, I'm gonna have them at number two because I think their home court advantage matters so much. Their home court advantage if affects every team that plays there, no matter what their ranking is. Yeah, so if they would have won this last game, I probably would have them at number one. But because they lost, Baylor showed their strength and their toughness. Um, yeah. Kansas has a great team. They have Azabuki, Dotson, Miles Garrett. What's his name? Uh, yeah. I mean, Kansas has a great team. I could also see them going to the Elite Eight. I don't think they will, but I could see them. I could see them going far in the tournament. They're a good team. Who do you have at number two? Uh, I also have Kansas at number two. Uh, like you said, I would have I would also have them at one if they would have beat Baylor. Their their home court advantage is amazing. They came off a kind of close game to Texas, which is a scare for them. But they're a good team. They have Azabuki and uh, Devon Dotson, and they play really well together. And against Texas, Devon Dotson had twenty one. So that definitely helped, and I feel like they could go for it pretty far in the rankings this year. Uh, yeah. Believe it or not, Kim Palm has Kansas at number one above Baylor, above Duke, above Gonzaga. I, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that, but it does have them number one in adjusted defense and number eleven in adjusted offense. So that's pretty amazing. Uh okay, number one, only have one team left, so I got Baylor at number one. Um Baylor's a strong team defensively, but they can also hurt you from the outside. With those three guards, Mitchell, Teague, and Butler, they kill you outside. And then also defensively they have Vi- I think they have three top ten. Defenders in, in, in college basketball. Yes, Mark Vidal, Davion Mitchell, and Freddie Gillespie. Yes, that's that's a tough trio to score on, and they're just so big and strong. Yeah, yeah, they're a little undersized. So if when you play a team like Washington, like their whole team is over six eight, that that gives you a little bit of that gives you some problems. Yeah, that's that one, that's, what, that's the one loss is beat the them outside. Yeah, yeah, um, but. Yeah, and then they also have Bandu as our fourth guard. So I mean, Baylor has a great team this year. I I could see I could also see them go to the Elite Eight, Final Four. But you also have Baylor at one. Yeah, I got Baylor at one. Uh, might be a little biased, but uh, they're a very strong team. 
They're so tough. It's amazing that their defense can their defense controls the game and they turn defense into offense. And I mean, like you said, the trio in the back, uh Freddie, uh, Mark and Davion, I mean, they're just they hustle and they they play so hard and they uh cause so many problems for the offense. And we have those three and then you think about them as like the top defenders and then you have Jared Butler and Macy Oteague who don't get mentioned but are also very good defenders. Yeah, it's crazy to think that you have Jared Butler and Macy Oteague that don't get mentioned. Yeah. I, I mean, Jared Butler and Macy Oteague are good defenders. They're not great, but they're good. On most teams in the nation, Jared Butler and Macy Oteague would definitely get mentioned as a defensive and presence. Yeah, but also... Jared Butler and Mason Teak have to carry a lot of the weight scoring-wise for Baylor. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's why they don't get mentioned as much. But they're a great team. Yeah. Baylor's defense, it almost feels as if their offense doesn't really, like, it doesn't really matter. Which is crazy to think that you have a defense so good that the offense doesn't matter. I mean... Davion Mitchell, I don't know how many steals he averages, but it has to be a lot. And he just gets the ball back a lot for Baylor. So let's look into the um, other top 25 teams this year that we could see later in the year in the tournament. And let's just uh, break down them for a little bit. Yeah, so this year, we can talk about, like, surprises. So we got... One of the surprises is that Duke is really struggling, even at home. They're struggling with home court advantage and beating easier teams that you would expect them to demolish. Yeah. I think Gonzaga, I'm worried about them because I feel like if if we, we're going to have to like get some really big wins to get to number one just because Gonzaga is not going to lose. If Gonzaga lost, then we'd be number one, but they're not going to lose. So we're going to have to get some really, really good wins to get ahead of them. Uh, so this week, Auburn lost, Butler lost. And Duke. And Duke and Duke lost. They all, so, all three lost at home, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which is crazy. All three of those teams are number three, number four, and number five. Duke has a lot of... Very tough losses. SFA, Louisville. Yeah. That that will hurt them in the long run. And then uh, Auburn is undefeated still. I mean, they lost. Their, they, they lost, lost this week. But I mean that that's crazy to think that all. So who t- do you think number five. three is going to be? I think San Diego State probably. They're undefeated still. Yeah. The only I other mean, undefeated team. Sandy- I mean, it's the only undefeated team left. Yes, San Diego State will come up. Oregon has three losses, but they're coming off a win. Um, Kentucky's got three. They come off four wins, a four-game winning streak. I think think that's what it says. Seton Hall's going to move up after that big win against Butler. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. Memphis. Is doing, they're still doing pretty good without James Wiseman. 
I kind of thought they might fall apart, but they're not falling apart. So, Ohio State, a surprise that they fell back early in the year. They had some tough losses to, like we said earlier, West Virginia. That's a tough team to beat now. I mean, they lost and they started losing. They are now 11 and 5 at 21. So, that's a surprise. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State has had a very weird year. They started off, you know, they were number one for a little bit, and I thought they were going to win the national championship. Uh, with their great, they have an awesome coach, and they have Caleb Wesson. And I mean, I thought I thought they were going to win the national championship, but then they've they've gone on, they've had some really really bad losses lately. And they they've lost they lost to Indiana, they lost to Penn State, they lost to Maryland, they lost to Wisconsin. Uh, and they lost to West Virginia. And Minnesota. Yeah. And so And they were all losses. within, I think, one month, probably. So, I mean, they're, they're falling flat. They're falling fast. And, I mean, that, I mean. That will hurt them for the tournament. Uh, another surprise, neither team, team, these teams are ranked, but yesterday, sad, Saturday, January the 18th, Vanderbilt had a – a uh, consecutive streak of uh, 1,080 games with a three-pointer made, and Tennessee uh, snapped that. They missed – they were 0 for 25 from three, which oh is crazy. That like a – That's got to be a record. That has to be a record. 0% from three, shooting 25. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. That's just something cool to check out. Anything else you got to say? I think that's it. All right, signing off for now. Thanks for listening to the Sports Kids Podcast. See y'all next week.